Building an online business is more than branding, content, and sales. It's what happens behind the scenes during the highs and lows that make or break your business. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, and this is The Kim Doyle Show. I'll be sharing my own journey of 10 plus years growing an online business, as well as talking to entrepreneurs who are on the ground, creating, building, and showing up every day. Remember, do business as only you can do. All right, guys, before we get into today's episode, I have a big gargantuan confession to make. I recorded this way too long ago with Joel. I first found Joel, and you'll hear all this in the podcast, but I I caught him on a live stream in Funalytics, totally fell in love with the way he presents his information. I, I started listening to his podcast. The guy is just phenomenal when it comes to webinars. And I just have to publicly apologize. You guys know my life went sideways over the summer, but the content is amazing. Stay tuned for the end because I've got a link for you where you can learn more about uh, what Joel and I talked about in the show. Um, All right, guys, enjoy today's episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Kim Doyle Show. I am your host, Kim Doyle, and I have been anxiously awaiting this interview for like a month. <laughs> as soon as I came across my guest, I instantly was like, I have to interview this guy. I love what he's talking about. I love the way he does it. So that being said, my guest today is Joel Irway. Joel, thank you so much for being here. Kim, I'm excited. Thanks for having me on the uh, on the show. I'm ready to jam when you are. All right. So here's the deal. Let me, I love kind of filling people in. I'm a big believer in connections and relationships and all of that and and the role it plays in marketing. And I found you, I was watching the live stream with Mikhail in Funalytics in the Facebook group. And there's a lot of people out there teaching webinars. Joel, Joel's company is a webinar agency, I should say. But Joel, I love the way you you talk about webinars, your your theories, the methodologies that you discussed, and it's just super refreshing. So that being said, um, I would love to know what brought you here and what you were doing prior to launching the webinar agency. Yeah, of course. So I think like like any entrepreneur, there is never a straight line to <laughs> when you – it's not like I woke up one day and I'm like, oh, you know what I'm going to do for a living? I'm going to do webinars. Of course, that did not happen. <laughs> so before <laughs> I jumped in and launched the webinar agency, I had – a couple of ventures that failed. Uh, some had a little bit of su- success, but definitely nothing sustainable. Um, I was, I'll kind of start my entire professional career because that plays into the story. So I went to school and was educated to become a mechanical engineer. So I went to Rochester Institute of Technology, graduated, got my bachelor's degree, and went out into the workforce. <clears throat> and I worked for a design firm. So what we were doing is we were designing heating and cooling systems for commercial buildings, hospitals, schools, um, office buildings, you name it. And I lasted all of eight months before I just wanted to slam my head against a wall. It was just, <laughs> it was very, very boring. And um, I, so mind you, at this point, I had no aspirations to be an entrepreneur. Nobody in my family was an entrepreneur. And I was just like, this is way too boring. So I was going back and forth. I'm like, okay, what do I do? Maybe it's just the company. Maybe there are other engineering firms that are more engaging. And so I started looking for other jobs. At that time, um, as 
you know, in this engineering firm, we would have these sales reps come in and they would give sales presentations trying to persuade us to design these projects around their equipment. And so what they would do is, you know, once a month or, you know, a couple times a month, we'd have different sales reps come in. And what they would normally do is they would give us free lunch in exchange for listening to their sales presentation, sales presentation, they would call, they would call them lunch and learns. So anyway, um, as I started looking for jobs, um, I saw a job opening. I saw a job posting for one of these sales rep firms. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. I really have no idea what they do. I didn't know how they monetized. I had no idea how they made money. And I had no sales experience aside from selling baseball equipment at a uh, sporting goods store. <laughs> that was the extent of my, um, of my uh, sales experience. So I'm like, well, I'll apply for it. You know, even if I do get an interview, there's no way I'm going to get hired. Uh, but to fast forward this story, I did get the interview and I landed the job. And uh, I actually went to my boss you know, before I took the job. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I want to save face. I'm not going to take the job. It's, you know, it's just, I, I don't have any experience. I don't know why they offered it to me. So I, I met him out for coffee and I was sitting in the parking lot. And I remember thinking, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take a risk. Like I, I initially went there. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to tell him no, but I sat in the parking lot and I'm like, I'm, t- I'm 22 years old at the time. This is back in 2008, 2009. And I'm like, you know what? This is, this is a risk that I'm willing to take. You know, I'll give it six months. And if it doesn't work out, I'll just, I'll go back to another engineering firm. So I took the job and I was there for five years. It was a very, very difficult position, uh, but it opened my world to sales and marketing and sales presentations. So I'm giving you the, I'm going to give you the, uh, and stop me anytime. I mean, I'm No, no, I'm going... I love it. I, I think it's fascinating, Joel. A lot of people have, you know, like to your point, we don't all have a straight path. I love it. <laughs> so I, um, I, I was working there for five years. And during that time I was, um, you know, we were giving those, we were organizing and giving those sales presentations and our growth was very, very slow. I was responsible for starting a brand new territory, which is incredibly difficult, especially for somebody who has no experience in sales. And so we were giving these sales presentations and for three years, we were making no traction. And I saw that as the biggest um, opportunity point for us to make headway. Because every time we gave these presentations, I would see, I would literally see people fall asleep. And I'm like, this can't be, this can't be effective. And so I'm like, you know, I'm flying around the country, learning about these products from our manufacturers. And I said, every time that I go on one of these trips, if if there's a layover, I'm going to stop in the bookstore in the terminal and I'm going to grab a book on effective sales presentations. And after two or three books that I read, I started to see the patterns and I could identify what we were doing wrong. And I said, okay, I'm going to rewrite these presentations that our manufacturers gave us. I'm going to give them myself because I wasn't giving the presentations my manufacturers were giving them. And we're going to see what happens. And instantly we went from not landing any projects to landing projects. And every project that we landed was usually multi six figures. Now to put that in perspective, um, an annual annual year's worth of sales in my territory was probably like the most I ever did was like 800 grand. And that was like pounding the pavement, bidding on all sorts of jobs and making hardly any money. Like that's 800 grand in sales. That's not profit that I took home. So one of the first jobs that I landed after I gave my sales presentation, what land, 
led to over 1.2 or 1.5 million dollars in revenue just from that one project from one customer. So wow. the importance of learning that sales presentation skill was was paramount. So let's fast forward to, you know, so I ended up, you know, leveraging that. Then they gave me more territories to, um, you know, to work in. And, you know, we started growing really, really quickly. I got the, I got the bright idea that, you know, I, I ended up being, you know, completely worn out. And I said, this isn't, you know, I need to slow down because I was literally driving all over New York state and it was just, I had way too much stress. So I'm like, well, you know what? If I've grown these territories, I can grow my own business. It's logical, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I, uh, so I left my job and didn't have a parachute. I didn't have any revenue from any side business and um, ended up, you know, just kind of winging it for a couple of years. Went in, tried to start a software company. Then I tried to start an education business in the world of engineering. I tried to start a career development um um, education company. And, uh, then I ended up hiring a marketing coach, co- uh, a marketing coach for about 10 grand. And that's when I discovered webinars. So I'll, I'll kind of pause cause I'm going, I think I'm going really fast. So if there's any questions, just let me know. Oh, I will. I I'll jump in. <laughs> okay. So, you know, it was at this point where I was, I, I, I had determined that, um, this, career development course for engineers, I'm like, this is going to be it. Like, I'm going to sell it for like three or 500 bucks. I've got this course. It's going to be amazing. And uh, I just need to learn how to market it. So we invested 10 grand to hire a, uh, a big name marketer. And this guy was, he's like, Hey, you need to do a webinar, right? First, the first thing he told me was like, you're way too niche and you're going after a broke market. And I'm like, you're stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm going to make millions of dollars from this market. Um, he's like, okay, good luck. Well, you should do webinars. I'm like, okay, cool. So I ended up, you know, running Facebook ads and I, and I did my first couple of webinars and I was like, I was probably break even. I actually found a post recently that showed that I was making money from that webinar, meaning cold traffic to Facebook, ad, you know, Facebook ads to a live webinar once a week. And I was actually making money, but it wasn't enough to like write home about. I had other expenses, but like I was profitable and I didn't realize how close I was to having a big success. I ended up just running out of cash and I called up this coach and I'm like, Hey man, like I love this coaching program, but I'm out of cash. So I can't run ads and I, I can't market, you know, is there any way that I could do a side hustle for you? And, and, you know, I know you're trying to get more coaching clients. Can I, um, can I close these deals for you on the phone? Like I was literally just trying to hustle to make money. And he's like, no, I got, you know, all my leads are full right now. We don't need a phone salesperson, but I'm going to connect you with one of our other coaching students because he's looking for a phone closer to follow up with webinar leads. And I'm like, okay, cool. So he connects me with this guy named Jason and Jason's like, okay, well watch the webinar. So you know what you're trying to sell. And then I want you to follow up with all of these, you know, all the people who registered, but didn't buy. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I watched his webinar he was selling a thousand dollar course on how to make money building an Amazon business. And he was essentially breaking even. He would sell like one course a week with a weekly live webinar to cold traffic. And he was spending about a thousand dollars a week in ads. And I'm like, so I watched the presentation. I watched the webinar. I'm like, Hey man. So before I start cold calling all of these people, um, I'm curious, like, are you okay if I try and improve your webinar, like rewrite it? Cause I think I, I might be able to make it better. And he goes, absolutely. Like I hate doing webinars. I do it just cause I know I need to. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I took a stab at it 
And two weeks later, I revised the presentation and I actually pitched it for him. And so we went from making one sale a week to, you know, from breaking even to when I pitched it for him, we did 14 sales that week. So oh my God. <laughs> we boosted his sales by 14 fold, 1400%. And so he made 14 grand that week from making a thousand dollars a week to making $14,000 a week in just two weeks. And he just lost his marbles and he's like oh my god dude you are not going anywhere like uh you know and thank god you want to move in with me (laughs) right right and i was like thank god because like i don't know how to do phone sales at all but i was willing to learn (laughs) i knew that like i could make some decent money if i figured it out so that was the birth of the webinar agency and that was when i realized like number one if i help people make money i could make a lot of money in the progress in in the process and number two lots of people are jumping into this webinar game and you know a lot of people do it wrong and i can help them dial in their message and and um yeah it's 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 an art that i kind of fell into and um as any entrepreneur who sticks in this game long enough you have to realize the opportunities and realize where to pivot but that was the birth that is a fantastic story joel what i love most about it though is it's I don't know if you fell into it. You worked your tail off to get into it. <laughs> you know, I, I think to figure out that sales piece, and it's interesting even with the the mechanical engineering and and when you were doing the educational company and targeting that where you said you were almost profitable because that feels like it would be a really hard market to target even just on Facebook. And so the fact that you were getting traffic and and profitable is, is pretty fantastic. So so let me ask you this. So webinars and, you know, this whole webinars are dead. This is dead, whatever. I think that's all tired. I think we've been there and done that. But, you know, it seems with webinars, a lot of people are so hesitant about stepping into it. So I'd love to know simply your, whether it's philosophy or methodology on the value of a webinar versus I don't know, something else, whether it's just a paid ad or a landing page or whatever. I mean, there's all, there's all these different marketing channels that work, but for you, why webinars? Well, webinars, in my opinion, are the best way to quickly convert a cold prospect into bare minimum, a warm or a hot prospect. Like, and, and yes, you can convert them into a customer, but there's lots of data out there right now that is that proves that when you spend time with customers, like they know that you build that know, like, and trust factor, right? And when somebody hops on, a training with you, a webinar, a workshop, and you're able to provide information and um, and education. Like now, they're hearing your voice, they're hearing your story, and number most importantly, they're spending time with you, and they're like they're they're committing to an event, they're showing up to an event, and they're spending time with you. So even if they don't buy right away on that webinar, the odds of them buying down the road are substantially higher than opting into a free PDF, opting into a free lead magnet. And so there's lots of benefits to um, video marketing and webinar marketing. And that's the primary reason why I love webinars because the earnings per lead is drastically higher. That lead value is drastically higher when they're coming into your world through a training versus hey, grab my free PDF checklist when most of the people aren't even going to open it and and read it. And if they do, they're spending like maybe 60 seconds going through it. They still don't know who you are. They're not hearing your voice. They're not building that intimacy. They're not building that connection with you. That's why I love webinars. And that's why they uh, 
they are so valuable is because they shorten that that marketing cycle from being a cold prospect to then knowing your story, listening to you, building that bond, and um, and, and increasing that that KLT, that know, like, and trust. Which is kind of funny because it was me watching you live with somebody that I was like, I have to find out who this guy is and have been binging your podcast. And I completely agree. I mean, that's one of the reasons I love podcasting. And, you know, if somebody's willing to listen to you, whether it's with a guest or by yourself for an hour, they're an ideal person for your audience. So with that being said, there's a ton of different philosophies and methodologies, right, for for webinars and how they work. As an example, like Russell Brunson, you know, I've got this perfect webinar. I've run it. I've, I practice it and it's done well, but it doesn't feel natural to mm-hmm. me. So I'd really love your insights. I prefer to teach like, and, but I know there's a balance right between teaching too much, giving too much and, and balancing that out and not looking for you to, to give away everything that you teach and coach, but, but really, you know, how do you find the right fit for your webinar for you? Yeah, it's, it is a balancing act, you know, and it is, the whole idea of getting people to see the opportunity and getting them to see that whatever the transformation that you provide, it can be, it can happen for them. Like it can be real for them. So the most common problem that I see experts and teachers and instructors and authority change makers, right? These change agents, the most common problem that I see people fall into when they try and 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 put together their own webinar is they fall victim to what I call the expert's curse. Now the expert's curse is when you're too close to your own product and your own teachings that you can't see the forest through the trees. You can't see the big picture through all the details when you're sitting inside of it. Right? So what does that mean? Well it means that when you're trying to explain that transformation, that opportunity, whatever it is, this belief that you're trying to get people to see. A lot of times we fall victim to just talking about a lot of tactics and, oh, for example, maybe you've got a 12-week course or a six-week course that you're trying to sell at the end of your webinar. What I see a lot of people do is they try and compress that entire six or eight-week or 12-week course into a 60 minute presentation. And so they're like, oh, step one, you do this. Step two, you do this. Step three, you do this. Step four, you do this. And that's going to completely confuse the prospect. It's going to completely confuse your audience. The perfect example to explain this is back in college, I had a chemistry teacher who I I, I took chemistry like five times, like it, it throughout my life. <laughs> Uh, not because I failed, but just because for whatever reason, all this curriculum, like, oh, you need to take chemistry 101. Oh, you got to take this chemistry. I'm like, I already took that. But anyway, I had one professor at RIT who actually wrote the book of how we were going to be learning from. So like he wrote the textbook. So we were learning from the horse's mouth. I'm like, okay, if if I'm ever going to learn chemistry, like it's going to be from this guy. Like this is going to be the guy. And so we bought his book and I went to class and I'm just like, this is the worst. This is the absolute worst because (laughs) he was the worst instructor and like everything that he was teaching, like he was at a level 50 in terms of the, his ability for chemistry. And we were all literally at level one-on-one. We were at a entry level. He couldn't drop down to our level and take us to level 102, level 103. Even though he's teaching one-on-one concepts, he couldn't distill it into 
examples that we understood. He couldn't relate to real life examples. And it was the worst class that I ever took. Right. And so he wrote the textbook and still couldn't even explain it properly. And that is what happened in the sales presentation world when I was selling to engineers. We were engineers trying to sell to engineers. And our co- the common way that we think about it is like, oh, well, you know, we're engineers selling to other engineers. So they associate with engineering speak. So one of our manufacturers would get up and he'd talk about airflow resistance and all these pitot tubes and like all of these, this technical mumbo jumbo, because he's like, oh, I'm talking to engineers. They're going to get it. Like they don't care. Like when you get like that, that is what they buy. Meaning like you give them the details in the product, but before they even get there, you have to sell them on the transformation. You have to sell them on the opportunity. And when you do that, you do not include any of the technical mumbo jumbo. Like you have to show them the opportunity and show them what's real and relate to them in examples of like what this means to them. Why should they be designing their projects around our equipment? And it's not because of airflow resistance ratings. My engineers didn't care about that. They wanted, number one, they wanted their life to be easier. They really wanted to hire us to do do the design for them. That was the big selling point. And when I framed everything around those terms of how the design was gonna be a lot easier when they've used us, that's when the sales started pouring in. And the same thing happens when we do webinars. It's do not teach on your webinars what you include in your course. Like the details are what you include in your course. You're only providing opportunity shifts for them inside of the sales webinar. Oh my God. I'm just taking a couple notes if you hear me typing, Um, selling the transformation. So there is, you know, and it's interesting because I have found it's that story piece also, right? I mean, like I'm sitting here, Joel, as though I'm not watching a webinar, but I'm like, your stories are great. (laughs) Like you're completely convincing me on it. But, but so when it comes to the methodology, like I, I so get that, but there's different, do they all, do all webinars follow a similar format, whether it's called one thing or another, but is the framing of the webinar, the structure, I don't know if you want to get a little tactical, as you just said, we're not going to talk to, you know, technical, but, but for somebody who says, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do a webinar and I, I'm not sure where to start in addition to obviously hiring or, or, or paying somebody, but are there a few key features that they should approach this with to, to structure a webinar? So the number one thing that people buy from like when, when they're buying on a webinar, when they're buying anything, right? And this is where we kind of eliminate this whole idea of, of um, the, the forest through trees, meaning stop trying to teach all the technical details and the technical mumbo jumbo. And I actually just did a, um, a Facebook live inside of my group today, Experts Unleashed, where I talked about this. And this is like the biggest, like if I can give your audience like this, like one very, very critical piece of advice, it's going to be this. So back in December, um, I had my first live workshop intensive where I walked people through the ability, the art of creating a high ticket webinar where we're selling, you know, five and $10,000, uh, packages. And I, I, today, this morning I was reading Ray Dalio's book principles and it, it dawned on me the, uh, importance of what I'm about to share with you. And so like, this is a new concept that I'm, I'm using to explain 
how to give this transformation to your audience. So let me kind of walk you through it. And it all comes down to leadership, right? So as experts, as 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 course creators, as coaches and consultants, right? We all want to sell more, but people aren't buying what you're selling. So they have to buy into you, the leader, before they buy into whatever it is that you're selling, right? Because we are, you know, we're, we are the people that, that they are buying, right? So there's three levels of leadership. And if you picture like a graph, like an XY graph, I'm going to get kind of technical here, but that's my engineering brain. Like if, if you look <laughs> at an XY graph at the bottom level, like in, in on the Y side is, so the vertical graph, let's put that vertical and horizontal chart. So on the vertical side is the level of impact of your leadership. At the bottom is the tactics, meaning the tactics are important, but they're the least important in terms of making the impact of people buying into you as the leader. So what are tactics? Tactics are when, for example, let's say, hey, listen, I'm going to show you how to reduce your cost per lead on Facebook ads by 50% using this cool trick, right? They're impactful, but like, okay, and even if I do get that 50% drop, Facebook's going to change. The algorithm's going to change and that tactic will no longer be relevant, right? So tactics are like the tools and the tools are important, but only to an extent. So this, the lowest level of leadership is teaching the tactics. And this is what so many people do. And a lot of times they teach a lot of tactics on the webinar, which is totally like it, it's, it's not impactful at all. So the level above tactics is strategy. And here is the difference between strategy and tactics. Where tactics might be, let me show you how to build an Instagram account for, you know, getting a thousand followers a day, or you know, let me show you how to use this Facebook hack to reduce your cost per lead. Strategy is the difference in the shift of your approach, meaning Maybe you're talking to a local business owner, a bricks and mortar business owner, and they only rely on referral-based marketing. A new strategy would be, let me show you how to leverage online marketing, right? Online marketing encompasses all of those tactics that you're teaching. And strategy is a much, much bigger and more important shift than teaching the tactics. And so there's lots of ways that you can develop a new strategy. But now when you're set on the strategy and your audience buys in on your strategy, they're more likely to buy in on any tactic that you give them down below. Does that make sense so far? Oh my God, it's gold. My head is spinning. And I was just, I was thinking about this because I would say I've been doing this about 10 years and a couple of years ago. I had been very tactical in a lot of the things I was doing and went back and I was like, that's it. I'm going to master fundamentals. <clears throat> I'm going to, I'm going to focus on copy. I'm going to focus on the writing. I'm going to focus on all of these things that are time tested and are always a part of marketing. So I, I absolutely get it because it's kind of that, you know, a millionaire, if you take away everything they've got, they're fine. They'll go make a million dollars because of what they know and their skill set. Is that kind of what you're saying. Yeah, not, like 100%. So there those are the two, the the two lowest levels, right? Of of the three levels of leadership, right? So it goes tactics is the lowest, then strategy, and the top level is vision. Now, when I learned this, I was never anyone to buy into vision. Like me how I operate, like I'm very sales oriented, like um you know, sales and marketing oriented, so I also chase 
a lot of shiny objects. So when I read this the first time, like it was hard <laughs> for me to buy into vision. But this morning I was reading Ray Dalio's book Principles and he's essentially saying the same thing, but he's saying they're principles. And that's when the light bulb moment clicked for me on how to apply this. So vision is the same as principles, which is the same as laws, which are rules, right? So your vision and your rules and your principles are what guide all of your decision-making abilities, right? So everything below your vision or your principles are how you make decisions, how you make decisions on choosing your strategy, how you make decisions on choosing your tactics, right? When you have your rules and your principles that you abide by, everything else kind of falls into place. And so what I'm saying here is if you can get your audience to follow the rules and agree to follow your rules and get them to understand that these rules are the most important thing to have the desired transformation that you want to give them, then they're going to follow you for an, a, a much, much, much longer period of time than if you are to lead with, Hey, here's a Facebook hack to, you know, make you a quick buck, right? But if you get them to buy into your rules and your guidelines, then they are a customer for life and they are a much higher value customer. And so that is essentially what you really want to do in any of your marketing and in any of your webinars is if you focus in on the tactics, number one, you are probably going to confuse the hell out of them. And number two, even if you do get them to buy, they're going to be the lowest value customer because they're going to say, okay, you know, oh, your tactic didn't work or like they're not bought in. So the moment that they have that first piece of resistance, they're going to, they're going to complain and they're going to be like, ah, this doesn't work. You stink. Right. Or the other alternative is you lead with the tactic and they've already experienced a form of that tactic and instantly they are going to bring up objections be like, oh, I don't like, you know, Facebook doesn't work. So I'm not even going to pay attention. So you're present, you're, you're, you're opening yourself up for objections before you even get the opportunity to give them transformation. So those are the three levels of impact of, um, of leadership. And the only reason why I bring that up is because as experts, that's mostly who I deal with coaches, consultants, change agents, um, authors, like they're selling themselves. Like they have to be a leader and they have to get people to buy into the highest level of leadership, which is principles, um, values, morals, vision, whatever you want to call it, your rules for success. And if you can get them to buy in that top level, doesn't matter the tactics. It doesn't matter the strategies because they are going to follow what you're selling. <laughs> My head is spinning, Joel. I freaking love this. I was thinking about this. Oh, I do. I have a uh, Facebook group. It's all on content marketing. That's kind of my thing. And I came up with this hashtag, everything is content. And I, I talk about it. I share it and, and I practice it. So I have people now over after a year later who have bought into that and believe it and practice it. But then when I show them, hey, here's how you can use Anchor. Here's how you do this. Basically, they're able to pull on what we've been talking about. Like, oh, I can tell this story because I believe everything is content. I can use that tactic to tell the story. Is that, I just want to make sure because my head is spinning. It's really setting that foundation and they've already bought into you before you deploy any tactic. Yeah, 100%. Yep, you're on the right track. So how do, where would you recommend that someone comes up to take, take a step back? Because this is sort of the work that... <laughs> 
I fought for years. It, it, it was, I think it was expert secrets with Russell Brunson. And I thought, oh my gosh, I really need to step back and get just dialed in, in the, on the foundation here. So how would someone start with, okay, what is my vision? How do I get people to buy into this? How do you start with that piece? Yeah. So that's kind of like a, a, a much deeper topic. Like it's, it's, hard, it, it's it, there's no like <laughs> secret to creating your vision. As I shared earlier, like I could never even buy into a vision. So I had to like, what made sense for me was when I read principles and I understood that those are basically the two things. It's just your, your, your guiding light. It's your compass. It's your beacon, right? Like everyone has their own, has their own set of values and whether you've written them out or not, people buy into you when they see that they are like you. So they, they, they like your message. They like your tone. They like you as a person. So your job is, is to attract more people who are like you. And, um, and it, cause when you attract people who aren't like you, that's when you start to have friction within your tribe. And that's when you start to get refunds and you start to, you just get the people that you don't like to deal with. Right. So it's important to just be you as a brand and, and to share what your values are because then they are, they are the ones who are most likely to align with whatever it is your principles are, whatever it is your vision is, whatever it is your, your methodology is. And so that's really the starting point is just to make sure that it's, it's clear and it's out there. Here's, here's what I believe. And here is, you know, here's why I believe it. And here's who, who I serve. It's kind of more of a branding play than it is, um, than it is anything else. God. And so really it's one of those things that it's going to be a self-directed, you got to do the work and, and sort that for yourself. But I think if you come back to, for anybody listening to this, you sort of come back to your own inner compass, to your point, you know, I always found that it was, it's through doing the work that you're going to get the clarity and that's going to get clearer. But if that's sort of your starting point with a webinar to your point is, you're going to course correct as you go. Right. But, but that's going to set you up, I think. Um, so let's talk about this. Let's, can we, I'd love to talk a little bit about some more of the strategies. So assuming somebody then has dialed that and that's something that they know, I don't know any strategies you want to share in terms of frequency of running a webinar or, you know, how often should you, I don't know, practice it or, you know, there's run a live webinar every week versus automated, any strategies that you want to go down in terms of somebody says, all right, I'm going to write this webinar. I'm committed to making it work. What do I do? Yeah, so I'll talk about two of my most recent customers because they have two completely. Ooh, I love. Case yeah, studies. so they they've got <laughs> two um two completely different uh, different strategies. And so I, you know, right before we had our our interview today, I got off the phone with a repeat customer who has um taken the first webinar we wrote for them, and he did twelve million dollars last year with it. And so the then I've got another customer who is just getting started. He's got lots of organic traffic from his website and he wants to monetize it. So we put together a $700 program for him. He's run it twice and it's been doing very, very well. So now he's looking to, to automate it. So the way that I always recommend is, is you want to dial in your actual presentation first. So many people want to automate the funnel and they're putting the cart before the horse because when you automate the funnel you when you go straight to an automated webinar funnel i i I wish you all the luck and i wish you the best because (laughs) you know i i hope it does take off right away but 
that's that's not the most effective way to do it. So we typically like to do, you know, weekly live webinars for the first few runs, you know, four to eight runs, depends on how well it converts. My one client who, he, you know, he ran it the first time, he got one um, one conversion live and then three or four follow-ups. And then we improved his webinar, he did it again, and he quadrupled his live sales and um and now he's off to the races and so we're gonna likely automate his very very quickly my other client who did 12 million dollars from his webinar um and uh over the past couple of years he's he has that's run on autopilot for what you know for two years now so as soon as he got it up and running then he turned to automated and it has just chugged along chugged along chugged along so I always recommend doing it live first because you want to isolate how your webinar actually does. And you can't do that until you do it live and you get those live conversion numbers because then you isolate it. Because once you put a funnel to get together, you now have 50 pieces of different conversion um, points. You know, you've got all of your emails, you've got your funnel, you've got your landing page, you've got your ads. It gets to be completely overwhelming. But until you can isolate that your actual offer and your actual webinar converts, don't put the cart before the horse. Don't automate before you isolate it. That's a great tweet. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but really, I think that, that piece that you're saying too is and I've always found there's just a ton of value when you've got a live webinar. If you're getting questions or feedback as well, I mean, it's they're really going to help you craft the right one. So if you approach it from the perspective of, I'm running this live to get it working as opposed to, I have to do this once, it didn't work. It, that, that was my MO for a long time. I'm like, well, nobody showed up or they registered and then they showed up, but then they didn't buy or only, but it's, you're able to analyze from those data points is what you're saying. And then get that yep, working. hundred percent. All right. So with the automated webinar piece, so you get it converting, you run that, that's kind of going in the background. Let's talk a little bit about traffic for a webinar. I mean, there's both obviously paid and organic. You, you said you've got a client, you know, that was doing a lot of organic. So and, you know, I actually listened to one of your episodes too, where, and I apologize, I don't remember her name, but was using chatbots as part of her strategy as well and was getting great show up rates. So I'd love to hear some of what you recommend for traffic strategies to a webinar. Yeah, we've had a few people on on the Sold with Webinars podcast. Um, Molly Kaiser is who you're referring to with chatbots. She was getting like, she was doing some incredible things with her funnel and getting like 70 to 80% of the people to show up. It was, it was nuts. She had, it's one of the most popular podcast, one of the most popular episodes that we have with her. So right now we're doing a lot of Facebook and Instagram traffic. I have um, another uh, episode. I would highly recommend people check out for traffic. Like if you don't have a budget, um, you know, a big budget to spend on paid traffic, John Nemo has been getting a hundred reg- webinar registrations per day for free on LinkedIn selling his $1,500 course. And he was making two to three sales per day. And that was all free organic. I mean, you know, free traffic coming from, uh, from LinkedIn. So there's lots of ways wow. to do it. I have not ventured into LinkedIn yet. Um, we are ramping up to do um, a couple more webinars that will probably leverage, you know, Facebook again. It's just kind of the, that's, that's where I grew up. I grew up, I grew up in, in, in the <laughs> Facebook world and in the Instagram world. Um, but there are, that's why I bring on other experts to talk about, to talk about traffic. Cause I'm not a traffic guru, but where we have seen the most success is, um, is really, is really Facebook. We've got another, um, I've got another friend who drives tons of YouTube and, um, um, and, and Google 
registrations for for webinars. So um, yeah, there's it, it really all depends on where your market is hanging out. Well, and from from your perspective, any organic strategies? Because I would think, I mean, if you've got an audience and you can leverage those platforms, it's it's just sort of that you know, do more, do more, and and I think that the opportunity with live streaming and there's so many different channels now that you can be sharing your message that it's great practice if you don't have a budget for page. Yeah, I would highly recommend LinkedIn. Um, that's you know, if you want quick organic traffic, there's a lot of money on LinkedIn, and um, it, and John Nemo he goes through his entire strategy of how he generates a hundred free webinar registrations per day. And I would highly, highly, highly recommend, you know, people check that out um, just to get some, uh, just to get some instant success coming, coming into their pipeline. So I'll definitely link to that episode. And now, of course, I got to cue that one up. I had not listened to that one yet. Um, so just because I know my audience too, what are your recommendations for running webinars, whether it's platforms, tools, live streaming, I'll tell you. I had a complete cluster last year. I thought, I'm going to just live stream the webinar and the software didn't work. It crashed. It was a complete cluster. Uh, I recovered it. But, you know, so what are what are your recommendations on running and hosting your webinar? Yeah. So the ones that I've used, um, the dinosaur is go to webinar. That's also the most expensive. I haven't <laughs> used that in a couple yeah. of years. Uh, the, the last webinars that I ran, I was using Zoom for my webinars and, and the Reliability is fine with Zoom, but the the controls and the user interface are slightly clunky. Um, I've also used Demio, which Demio has come a long way. My buddy David Abrams um, built and ran that and runs that. He's um, super successful in the world of webinar software. And there's another one that I'm anxious to try. And these are all for live, by the way. Um, the other one that I'm that I'm anxious to try is um, Easy Webinar. Um, Casey Zeman is the guy who runs easy webinar. Um, and, uh, I'm supposed to test that out in, so we've got an upcoming launch coming, um, coming up in mid July. I may give that a shot. Um, or I may just stick with zoom cause I'm comfortable with zoom. I'm not entirely sure just yet, but I know with easy webinar, you can turn that into, you know, you can go live and then turn that into evergreen and you can do the same thing with webinar jam and ever webinar. Now I, webinar jam has just come out with a new version. We had an absolute debacle with webinar jam back in the day uh we we've we've lost thousands of registrants on live webinars because it just was horrible i have since heard that they have fixed their issues but i'm just i'm just i I, i'd rather test out other software before i go back to them because we lost a lot of money with them but um that was my debacle last year was the new webinar oh it was the new webinar (laughs) and and yeah and live streaming it and i mean I'm right there with you. Demio, I I interviewed David last year and they've just seemed to be making some great strides and they're really committed to a quality product. Yeah, I I love David. I met him at um, Todd Brown's event last April. Um, Todd Brown had a JV partnership mastermind and uh, that's where I was introduced with David and and I may actually use Demio for this upcoming um, webinar launch that we're doing. So, um, but those are my tools. I do like Ever Webinar, which is the automated version of Webinar Jam. Um, I've had good success with that, but and I like their that's that's the problem is like I love their user interface, but the functionality was just horrible with the live side. But anyway, so those are a bunch of tools that that anyone can use, and um, that's what's out there right now. All right, so just to kind of circle back a little bit, thank you for that. Is with when we were talking about, you know, obviously you've got some training and stuff. 
Um, is there, I don't know, for someone who wants to get started, where would be a great place to say, okay, whether free and paid, I'd love to hear your insights on study this, follow this, read this, anything that you can say for someone who's never run webinars and says, I'm committed to doing this. And note to everybody listening, committed is the key, get it working. Um, but where's the best place to start with? Webinars? Yeah, so I've got a um, a couple of resources for them. So if they're looking for free, they can go check out my podcast, soldwithwebinars.com. That's the kind of the best way to start to get you know into my world and understand how I approach webinars from a marketing standpoint and a sales standpoint. I've got lots and lots and lots of episodes. I like to do solo and joint interviews. So there's lots of content up there. And um, and then we repurpose all of that and we put it on a blog as well. So thewebinaragency.com slash podcasts. And that's that's plural. You can read all of the um the we 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 digest that and we repurpose it. So if you want to read it, you can you can read them there. The other place to get started is with the webinar vault. Now with the webinar vault, what I do is you know, I'm looking at like 10 webinars each month from my clients and from my own webinars and from you know, just being on top of my game and staying on top of my game. And so what I decided to do a few months ago was to create an archive of all of these webinars that I'm reviewing and critiquing and kind of turn it into, um, into actionable trainings and, 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 and analyzing and deep diving as to why those webinars work so well. Um, and I'm actually just about to launch the next, um, the most recent content, which isn't necessarily a webinar, but I went to a live sales seminar from Fortune Builders and you know mapped out that entire process, took tons of notes as to what they were doing with their presentation, which was fascinating by the by the way. So I went and I bought everything they sold and I just kind of <laughs> dissected what they were doing and, and how we can apply that to to um to sales webinars. So you can check out the vault at soldwithwebinars.com. And also we have a Facebook group where we talk all things expert-based marketing, and that is called Experts Unleashed. If you just search for Experts Unleashed on Facebook, you will see that group and there's lots of content going on in there. Uh, that's gold. I love that. Um, so let me ask you this. We're winding down a little bit here. And, and for everybody listening to you, I will have all the links to everything that Jill mentioned in the show notes, of course. So you mentioned that you have a launch coming up and this is for your own product services? Is it, is it for high ticket? Is it for your membership? Yeah. So what, what we're doing coming up is um, I'm, I'm launching something called the perfect expert. And um, it's a combination of um, direct selling webinars and also something that we've created and launched over the past year and year and a half called mini webinars. Now, mini webinars are perfect for attracting high ticket clients, whether you're a service provider and you need more service-based clients or you're a coach and a consultant, this has been absolutely gold at attracting um, high-paying, high-level clients. And, and, and so what this perfect expert is all about is modeling around the perfect expert model. And the perfect expert model is something that I wish I had learned back in the day because this is exactly why I failed at launching my career development course, my engineering career development course, because I was leading with a course, a $500 course. And I thought this $500 course was going to be my ticket to freedom. So I created a webinar and I was going to sell a bunch of these $500 courses and automate it and, and the rest is history. Whereas if I led with the most intimate version of that and created maybe a one-on-one -on -one coaching program, 
applying everything that I'm learning inside of that course. And I'm just working personally one-on-one with clients. I could have put more money into my pocket because there are lots of people who would rather pay one pay for one-on-one help or paying for a done-for-you service. And so I teach this thing called the perfect expert model, which is leading with your high-ticket version first and then scaling down. And so I teach people to create these things called mini webinars to attract those types of clients where you are serving the same end result. Meaning like if your course is the core deliverable, anyone who goes through the course, they're still trying to get that end transformation, whether it's, you know, you're going through a course on how to create a webinar, right? The end result is how to create a high, you know, a high converting webinar, well, there are lots of clients who would pay for more levels, a higher intimate version of that. They would rather hire me one-on-one or join one of my group programs. Well, I was so stuck on trying to sell that bottom ticket course first, and it was very, very expensive, and I ran out of cash. But had I led with the high ticket version, which has been proven time and time and time and time again when we launched the first version of the Perfect Expert Model... I mean, your ROI is just substantially higher. You get faster success, you get more revenue coming in, and then you reinvest those profits into building your scalable product funnels. And so we start with mini webinars to attract high ticket clients, and then they get the second part of the training, which is then creating a productized version and using automated webinars and live direct selling webinars to sell your courses and your programs. And that's the scalable version. Once you start getting revenue coming in the door, reinvest down to scale your products. So that is what we're launching in mid-July and it's called the Perfect Expert Model. God, it sounds so obvious when you say that because so many other things are teaching. You've got, you know, your freebie, a cheap tripwire, here's your low-end product and it takes forever then to get any traction. Yeah, and and it just And it starting at that, I mean, and we've had clients who have been successful with it and that's totally fine, but the failure rate is so high and so many people like they're not willing to put in the effort to do a weekly live webinar or they're not willing to put in the effort to you know figure out how to optimize that that front end webinar and i don't blame them i ran out of cash i mean like i'm a you know i'm literally spitting proof of of this this thing happening and so when i realized that people would be more likely to pay me for a done for you service um, or one-on-one consulting, and they'd be willing to pay me five, ten, or forty thousand dollars to build them a webinar. I would rather do that, get a couple of those clients, and then reinvest my profits into then building my scalable products and my scalable product funnels. And that's the big shift that we're teaching people. I mean, I Nathan Mummer is a perfect client of mine who came to me last October, and he's and he saw one of my ads. Say, hey, Joel, I want you to build a webinar for me. Um, for my course, it's a $500 course. And I'm like, okay, do you have a higher ticket version of that? And he's like, I don't know what you mean. And he's like, um, <laughs> and I'm like, do you have, you know, what are you going to do for coaching? Or do you have a one-on-one service? And he's like, oh, well, you know, inside of that $500 course, I'm going to give them weekly group coaching calls for a year. And I'm like, why would you do that? Like sell that as a do it yourself <laughs> ups, you know, have another level that's like three grand for group coaching and then have a level above that, which is one-on-one assistance or done for you for 10 to 15 grand. And he's like, well, I was just going to ascend them after I started enrolling, you know, people into my course. I'm like, somebody who buys your course is not going to, is not going to want to then pay for you to 
you know, to, to coach them. Like they're not in that mentality lead with the top level and create this aspirational funnel because everybody's going to raise their hand saying, Hey, would you like me to build this, you know, build this, he was teaching people how to build viral campaign, viral marketing campaigns. And, um, you know, I'm like, teach people how to do that, you know, attract them that way. And then, and then sell them that highest level. And if they can't afford it, downsell them on, um, on your done with you or your, or your, uh, do it yourself based on what they can afford. And so when he, he's like, oh, that makes sense. And so the first month we launched a mini webinar for him and he did, I think it was like $25,000 the first month, not because he was selling his courses because we started at the top level and then he quickly scaled that to like 70 or 75 grand. And that, that happened within like three months. I mean, it's, it's, it's a game changer. It really is. It's a big shift for a lot of people too. I'm literally sitting here with my mouth open, like, oh my God. The other piece of that I think that would be invaluable is one, you're getting results results quicker for people. You're getting the immediate feedback because a lot of people will take courses and it's so passive and there's not a lot of engagement, even if you provide a group or group calls or whatever you're doing, you know, how many people peter off. So I think the the done for you or the high ticket done with you, however you want to look at that, you're going to get immediate feedback and engagement with that person you're working with. I mean, and it's just, Hire everything, results, testimonials, all of that validation yep, for what 100%, you're doing. 100%. And it allows you to pivot much quicker without having to throw away an entire funnel that you spent three to four weeks building. Um, there, there's, there's the pros far outweigh the cons in, in approaching this model. And so that's what we're launching in July. We're really, really excited about it. I'm really, really excited about it. Joel, it is such a pleasure to talk with you. I am so glad I, I found you in that group and your podcast is great. Your your content is just outstanding. So, you know, where is the best place for people to connect with you and how can they work with you? You mentioned a few resources, but what are the different ways people can work with you? Yeah. So just, you know, you can find me on, um, you go to the webinar agency.com. There's, there's lots of content there and, and, um, and then you can find the links there that, that show you how to work with me. Um, and uh, join the Experts Unleashed Facebook group. I also have another podcast called Experts Unleashed, which is all about showing experts how to spot and create and seize opportunity, which is the number one skill set that we all need as entrepreneurs. So that's the goal of that podcast. I also have the Sold with Webinars podcast, which is all marketing-based and uh, webinar marketing-based. And that's been live for almost two years now, which has been, it's been fascinating. I love podcasting. So those are the best ways to get in touch and then go to soldwithwebinars.com if you want to join the vault. That's the uh, that's the best best route to get started. There's also software inside the vault, which I didn't even mention, that helps them create their webinar from scratch. So when they join the vault, they get the software for free. The software is called SlideSell. We built that two years ago to help train um, copywriters that we hired um, on, on writing webinars the way that we teach them. And so it's it's an absolutely essential tool for anybody who wants to create their first webinar. So lots of avenues for them to, uh, to get started. Step into your world. There's plenty to consume. Joel, this has been fantastic. Thank Kim, you. I had so a blast. Much. Thanks for having me on. All right, guys, you know, the drill hang on and I'll have links. And of course, everything that Joel mentioned will be linked in the show notes. As always, I appreciate you have a fantastic day and we'll catch you next week. Do you see what I mean? Like the guy is brilliant. I just love his stuff. 
So you can definitely check out both the podcast. You can check out his Facebook group. But if you want to look more into Experts Unleashed, you can go to kimdoyle.com forward slash Experts Unleashed. That simple, guys. That'll take you there where you can learn all about what Joel is doing with that. And again, Joel, you are a rock star. Thank you so much for your patience with this. And as always, guys, thanks for listening. If you've not left a review on iTunes, come on. I'm just kidding. I would love it. You know how much it means to me. I love you guys tons. And I will catch you next time.